0: Here we go. This comes to us from our good friend Jordan Maywood. Steamed clams. You call hamburger steamed ham. Yes. Hello. Welcome to the Liberal Cube. My name is Jordan Maywood and I am the lackadaisical Liberal Cubicleist. Yes, indeed. The show is one in which I discuss. All the various medias I have consumed why why would I do such a thing well you see my theory my working theory I don't know the difference between a working theory and a just a theory D- does the fact that a working theory exists means that there's unemployed theories I don't know Ooh, that's a good title for this episode I don't know unemployed theory I don't know if uh, I have ever come up with a title so quickly into the episode. Where are we in? One minute, 30 seconds now. Ooh, that's close. Almost missed it. Um, So, you know, that's something. That's something. Another thing speaking of something segue uh one thing i should say uh, as i try to remember to do at the top of every show is that the possibility exists i may spoil things for you i don't want to spoil things that's not what i'm here for i'm here because oh yeah back to the working theory or the unemployed theory wow scatter brain uh the, the theory that if you watch and read and play and just pour just copious amounts of media into your brain and don't somehow some way filter it through and pour it out again by either you know talking to a friend about the Star Trek the Next Generation uh, episodes or uh, 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 video games or internets or whatever it has might be. It'll sit in your mind and slowly rot. No, you got to get it in. You got to get it out. In, out, in, out, sex. Cells? Oh, boy. Uh, okay, so I guess I'll just push a button. Uh, this should potentially be a shorter episode as my media consumption, combined with the fact that uh, I'm a little behind on uh, my 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 feeling good of having enough of a backlog of episodes, uh, yeah, those two things combined means I'm going to push this button right... Oh, fuck okay. Right now, I said... <laughs> movie Monologue Today's Movie Monologue sponsor is King Kong Donuts Thank you for that Oh, shit <laughs> I'm having button issues today, apparently uh, Movie the first and only Oh my god, only one movie? <sighs> Uh, you know what I'll give you a little behind the scenes action just since we're talking movies and this is movie related. Uh, for the first time since quarantine, having uh, some uh, folks over, specifically my d and d group, so uh, f- four people. is it four people? Yeah, yeah uh four people over uh uh to the house inside oh my god uh we're all fully vaxxed. so you know it's uh it's a thing you can do apparently uh and we're going to have a little uh, 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 movie marathon now i'm calling it a uh, you know guys movie marathon because that's you know dumb uh, but uh, the movies are, I suppose, ones in which that quite often uh, women might not find a appeal in watching. Yeah, let's, let's let's put it that way. So the movies in the movie marathon, which uh, will appear in next episode, uh, in terms of me talking of them, are uh, Red Heat, which is funny because I, I I almost said Red Dawn there, and the amount of times I've typed in uh, Red Dawn versus Red Heat is a lot. Uh, Red Heat is a a, a Belushi, Schwarzenegger, uh, buddy cop movie. Oh, which is interesting because we're about to talk about a, I suppose, a buddy cop movie. Anyways, uh, then we're going to watch Krull. Krull, also interesting. Uh, Interesting because it's a pretty crazy movie, but also I keep seeing... Uh, uh, uh people tweeting about it for some reason, which is very strange that a fantasy movie from the 80s that I haven't really thought of much uh, like I I, I I had seen it I, I don't know when like probably over a decade, for sure, um, but I saw Matt Coville tweeting about it a bunch, which sort of makes sense. You know, fantasy using that as uh, uh, using fantasy movies as inspiration for D and D stuff is uh, you know well trod territory. Uh, but then I also saw uh, Paul Rust tweeting about it yesterday, uh, and I even went so far as to uh, you know tweet him back and say this is weird because I'm watching this movie tomorrow. So you know, crawl. Who knew? Uh, and then last but not least, uh, Starship Troopers. So yeah, uh, you know, guy movie stuff. That is part and parcel with the fact that, uh, I don't know how many episodes ago, but I spoke of how I read, uh, Starship Troopers, the book. Was it Heinlein? I'm pretty sure it was Heinlein. Anyways, uh, yeah, so that'll be next episode. In this episode... We're talking Training Day ah, from 2001. Okay, so this falls into the uh, movie uh, uh, category of uh, me finding out the missus hadn't seen a movie and then being shocked and forcing her to watch it. However, uh, this one, so- sometimes that scenario uh, uh, takes a little cajoling, a little, uh, little pleading, a little bribery sometimes. Uh, however, this was uh, easy. She had heard of it and had heard it was good, and, you know almost felt like she was surprised herself that she hadn't seen it. So, uh, uh yeah, uh, no issue there, at least. A rookie cop spends his first day as a Los Angeles narcotics officer with a rogue detective who isn't what he appears to be. Uh, starring Denzel Washington and Ethan Hawke. Uh, the amount of character actors in this that you will recognize is mind-boggling. I I did not recall how many people like, oh yeah, that guy. Oh yeah, that guy. Oh yeah, that guy. Oh yeah, Snoop Dogg. (laughs) I totally forgot he was in this. Uh, Yeah, if you have not seen this movie I think it's safe to put this in yeah, you know what? Look, I, look I, ha- I have a list of movies that everyone should see. You know, there's... it's uh, a good example? Shawshank Redemption. Everyone s- should watch that movie. There's there's no reason... I- I- if you watch movies, that is a movie you should watch. And I think this one will go on the list. You know what? I've, I've never... Uh, it's, it, it's interesting, because normally I know right away if a movie goes on that list. But this one I'm debating... Which maybe right there means it shouldn't be on my movies everyone should see list. Curious, curious. Now, uh, I'll I'll say right now, five out of five. Incredible movie. Uh, Denzel, uh, uh, Ethan, very... Very good actors. (laughs) No, they're just uh, uh, incredible in this. And uh, uh, the... Despite the fact, you know, this is sort of an amazing thing. Uh, despite the fact that this movie takes place in one day, uh, somehow Ethan Hawke's character arc is pretty incredible. From just sort of the mm, uh, like, like I don't want to say bumbling because he's he's not. He seems to know his stuff, but sort of a, a inexperienced rookie, uh, uh, you know, who doesn't really know the uh, the quote unquote ropes, as it were to just like having his mind crushed (laughs) by fucking denzel washington it's just incredible uh i I cannot recommend training day highly enough uh yeah okay so that's all we we got one goddamn movie (laughs) jesus christ okay so pushing next button short episode i mentioned oh shit fucking button issues man television talk today's television talk sponsor is the Piscopo comedy classes thank you for that uh comedy and classes of course spelt with the letter k <laughs> excuse me uh okay so as i think mentioned maybe even last episode uh, my uh, uh, actual television consumption is uh, I don't know if it's at an all-time low, but it's pretty low. Uh, am watching Star Trek The Next Generation with the Misses though, so uh, we'll occasionally bring back you know a handful of episodes is the game plan uh, so that I have some television to talk about in the television talk segment because <laughs> if I didn't, the segment would not exist like Book banter and Game Gabin this week. Spoiler for not having those segments episode the first uh where silence has lease which is an interesting title this is season two episode two from 1988 you know what's funny about the fact that these early seasons are from the 80s is it doesn't feel like it like they're very well done um like is i guess my question is are the versions on netflix Like, have they been remastered or uh, uh, there's been a fair amount of times where I've seen the special effects and be like, wow, that's pretty good for the frigging 80s. Uh, 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 Am I crazy? Or or, (laughs) did they like redo some of the special effects for Netflix or something? I don't know. That's insane to think. Is it possible? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Anyways, so this episode, uh, let me read the memory alpha. So uh, that's another behind the scenes um, note, which uh, when I have a movie, and you know what, I should post my notes one day, my my episode notes such as they are. Basically all it is, so for, you know, I'll give you a Uh, rundown. For movie monologue, my note for the movie will be the IMDB link. And that's it. My note for the TV for a television talk will usually be the same, um, maybe to a specific episode, maybe to a specific season. However, for star Trek, I use the uh, memory alpha link, uh, which is the, Uh, Star Trek Wikipedia is probably the way you could break it down just incredible to go over there that that is a fun rabbit hole Uh, memory alpha just sort of click through and uh, go you you can go deep there like they've got a shit ton of lore if you want lore on Star Trek hey you're in luck Uh, book banter uh, usually the link will be to Goodreads uh, sometimes Wikipedia Game Gabin, uh, usually to the Wikipedia, sometimes if it's a lesser known, like a Steam game maybe, I'll just do the Steam, uh, uh, link to the Steam uh, uh, article. Internet Intercourse, quite often, this week for example, no links, just a list. Uh, sometimes links to, you know, a YouTube video, but even then I I, I I don't really look at them. So, internet intercourse, not too much. And then, of course, the sponsors that are totally legit, totally legit sponsors that I have. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, that's uh, me filling time, apparently. <laughs> when an alien traps the Enterprise and threatens to kill half the cr- crew half the crew purely out of curiosity captain picard is faced with a grim decision uh yeah that grim decision is to blow up the ship which was a uh, sort of a fun little uh f- it's almost like seeing the employee uh, manual of like okay so uh this is happening these are the steps we need to do like i, I guess even on a, a, a sci-fi spaceship there's uh, policies and procedures in place for things like uh how one would go about uh destroying the ship <laughs> destroying <laughs> uh, with a self destruct uh is this the first episode in which the self destruct is turned on of uh, the next generation i think it might be which is sort of a uh, i feel like in voyager they did it fairly often uh Deep Space Nine? I don't know. Did they ever do it? I can't remember off the top of my head. I can think of a few times where it's done uh, in the next generation. It's a, it's an interesting plot device because it adds a timer. A literal timer counting down to the destruction of the fucking ship uh, that the television show is named after. Oh, I guess that would be Enterprise. Did they ever do it on Enterprise? Probably, probably. Uh, yeah, so, uh, What I like about this episode is... And again, I don't know if it's a first example or just an example of a sort of super powerful, very foreign, uh, 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 seemingly uh, uber-intelligent, if not uh, wise. Yeah, okay, we'll say that. Uh, uh, Being that uh, sort of not your typical uh let's get a human and put some makeup on it uh uh alien yeah like i, I they don't do it enough i feel like in star trek uh, maybe more in the animated it's a little easier to do where the aliens are vastly different where they're not just you know two arms two legs and uh, uh, their nose is a little crinkly for example <laughs> Uh, so, so that I enjoy, uh, we've got some, uh, we get to see wharfs. oh yeah, that was fun at the beginning, we get to see wharfs uh, like, sort of workout routine, which is pretty, uh, pretty fucked up, I thought he just beats the shit out of, like, Skeletor, basically, <laughs> a, a sort of slightly oozy Skeletor. Yeah, uh, this falls into the category. I think I mentioned this last time we had a Star Trek talk, of sort of visceral memories of the show, and the uh, Skeletor-looking alien uh, that uh, War fights in the holodeck. So it's not even a real alien; it's just a, a holographic projection. Uh, that's something that I, you know, remember very much to this day. Oh, there's the fact that when they uh, uh, beam onto the Uh, Yamato, which looks identical to the Enterprise. Something interesting there, and the sort of theory that I posed to the Mrs. is that um, Season 2 and they just hadn't made another uh, um, ship model, I guess. (laughs) So they used one identical to the uh, 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 Enterprise. Uh, Maybe that combined with they needed a bridge uh, so if they had an identical ship, they could have an identical bridge and didn't have to make a new uh, set. Yeah, money constraints, I guess, because did it make sense story-wise? No, yeah, I, I assume money constraints. Regardless, uh, a fun episode, as they all are. Uh, episode. Speaking of fun episodes, oh God, what a fucking segue that was. Elementary, dear data. Now, uh, uh, Elementary, My Dear Watson, as uh, uh, I feel like this is something that someone who uh, corrects Frankenstein to Frankenstein's monster would say. But uh, Elementary, My Dear Watson, is something that did not actually ever appear in any of the Sherlock Holmes books, which is uh, an interesting tidbit. So the fact that they use it here for the title is an interesting tidbit. <laughs> The Enterprise is threatened when a character in Data and LaForge's holodeck simulation becomes sentient. I love things gaining sentience. Just in general. It's fun. It's fun in fantasy. It's fun in sci-fi. Um, <laughs> this reminds me of the... Oh shit. What is it? In, uh, there's a magic item in D&D. I think animated pots uh it's something like that like a, a flower pot that uh, if you plant a, a flower in it the flower gains sentience. that's like a, a a magical item you can have in dnd why not right so uh this is fun because uh, uh laforge is trying to get a holodeck program once again holodeck uh that can quote unquote defeat data Um. Uh, something fun they did there was uh when he says that there's like a sudden power drain from the main computers as if it's like oh shit okay gotta roll (laughs) the computer's rolling up its sleeves in order to uh, uh, complete this mission and seemingly you know what's interesting about that could they not then just create a bunch of sentient holograms by saying uh hologram uh, uh holodeck uh, it, it's me uh, uh, your, your boy uh, jordan uh could you create a uh uh someone who loves me but could defeat data and then i'd have like a, a, a sentient uh, holographic wife there okay well that's a weird thought <laughs> but that's the thing about holograph uh holodeck episodes is there's always a lot of weird wait a second how is this happening what is the logic of this and sadly I will say the rules of the holodeck uh, do not always seem to be consistent which is you know People writing uh, uh, Star Trek episodes in the 80s did not take into consideration, really, at least I assume, that we'd have at our dispos- disposal in the year, whatever this year is, 20- 2021, uh, we'd have the ability to watch every episode back to back to back. Uh, they didn't consider that there would be a a, a Wikipedia of all the episodes compiled uh, with a, just a shit ton of event, uh, information about each episode. So the fact that there's some inconsistencies from time to time with uh, uh, a holodeck technology and uh, how it works and what makes sense and things like that, you know, kind of makes sense. Um, the actor playing um, Moriarty, uh, which you know, spoiler. That's uh, who's gonna defeat uh, Data in his uh, uh, Sherlock Holmesian persona, of course. Um, he's incredible. Yeah, he he's such a perfect Moriarty. I I, I would. F- I almost feel like has there ever been a? Oh, yeah, I guess from from Sherlock. This did make me wanna watch uh, rewatch Sherlock. Uh, but that's more of a modern take, of course. Okay, so he wins for the best modern Sherlock. I think. And then uh, if you're going to get a more classic, uh, is it Victorian, I think? Classic Victorian uh, Moriarty. Uh, uh, the, the the dude from this, which is played by... Uh, I'm sure it'll be here in the memory alpha. Where would I find that? James Moriarty. Maybe if I click on him. Yeah, from... Portrayed by... Daniel Davies or Davis Davies T A V I S uh yeah he's incredible uh the missus trying to figure out where he was from for a, a large chunk of this episode and apparently he was the butler on the nanny huh yeah that guy yeah he's a uh, really really good uh moving on to the final episode the outrageous o'connor okay so from good actors <laughs> to Uh, You know what? I I don't typically say not nice things about people on this podcast, but uh, uh, the person who played uh, Okana, who's an actor... uh, Let's see if I could find his name. You know what? I won't even give his name because, you know, that's not fair. What if uh, uh, he hears this? I would I would feel bad if he heard this. Although maybe he knows that he's just a really not good actor. Like, comedically so. Fun. He's a fun actor. I, I, I enjoyed watching his... I'm going to go ahead and throw performance in quotes. Um, <laughs> But it's just like, yeah... Uh, uh, yeah, the enterprise crew rescue. The enterprise crew rescue. Ah, you're gonna need an S in there, memory mm-hmm. alpha. You know what? I could probably edit that. Uh I think I need like an account to edit it, and I think maybe it's locked. Anyways, the enterprise crew rescues a roguish. Huh? Oh, we had a rogue cop in training day, and now we got a roguish freighter captain whose ship is malfunctioning but his presence drags them into an interplanetary feud. Um, yeah, so this guy is just like, a, a oozing sexuality and, uh, the very definition of rogue, of, of a roguishness. Uh, he's, you know, he, he's got jokes, he's got, uh, charisma. His charisma guaranteed 20, maybe somehow, some way, a magical item, I don't know you know, 22, 24, it is up there, uh, to a, uh, you know, unbelievable degree. Everyone, it's a classic, uh, women love him and men want to be like him. Uh, one of the women who loves him is none other than goddamn Terry Hatcher, uh, who I do not remember being in this. Uh, yeah, she, uh, looked incredible. So, you know, uh, they're real and they're spectacular, apparently, <laughs> Uh, Yeah, what to say about this episode? I feel like that's enough to say about this episode. But you got to see this guy's, again, in quotes, performance. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I almost forgot to mention. Uh, Data, (laughs) what the fuck, because of the uh, uh, comedy stylings of this uh, uh, Okana, I guess, uh, wants to learn more about comedy. So, again, back to the holodeck. Oh, that's interesting. Three episodes in a row where we get holodeck visits. Yeah, okay, so apparently I had a theme here that I didn't even mean to do. Anyways, uh, so he summons up the world's greatest comedian of all time, Joe Piscopo. internet intercourse I like turtles today's internet intercourse sponsor is foos row lull comedy club also spelled with K's of course comedy and club uh, yeah uh, item the first Rick and Esther have a time Esther <laughs> why did I pronounce it? Esther even though it's pronounced uh, spelled E S T H E R you don't say Esther You say Esther, which is, of course, Esther Provinsky. And the Rick in question is Rick Glassman, who I have uh, recently spoken of very highly on this very podcast because of his comedy chops. Um, Now, did they used to date? Why do I feel like they used to date Rick and Esther? Is this insane? Um, Regardless, their relationship is something. It's, it's something to behold, and in these three podcast is it three or four? In these three or four podcast episodes, you can witness their relationship, such as it is uh, contentious, maybe. Uh, hilarious, definitely. Uh, <laughs> it is definitely the feel of uh, people, and it goes both ways, but uh, Rick... F- yeah um a relationship in which you can't say anything and uh, uh, to your uh, relationship mate uh regardless of how horrible it is <laughs> you can uh bust balls yeah that's a way of saying it uh, uh, say some of the meanest things I've heard people say to another human being yeah uh, a constant barrage of... Uh, 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 negativity with glimpses of you know actual like of one another. Yeah, okay, that's I suppose accurate. Regardless, it's it's something that uh, uh, viewers love. Uh, uh, hosts of the podcast Rick and Esser, seemingly don't understand why viewers love, which uh, I enjoy that aspect as well. It, it's really just uh, these three podcast episodes. I, I think there's more. Uh, where it's just these two sort of sitting down having a podcast having a chat uh busting balls making funny uh and the dynamic between the two is hard to describe and fascinating in its meanness (laughs) uh yeah so you know i recommend checking that out if what i have said sounds at all amusing now you watch enough comedy and, I, you know, I speak of this from time to time that because the world is a just sort of a horrible piece of shit, uh, I watch and consume a vast amounts of comedy to try to offset that. So when you watch watch enough, you could see the sort of underlying you know comedy friendship the, despite the the, the seemingly uh, never ending busting of balls and you know i don't know if that's an accurate phrase but you know it, it's what i what i have at my disposal right now in my brain so that's what i'm using uh, uh, you could tell that you know they actually do have a, a comedic respect for one another in fact sometimes they even say as much so there you go moving on to bruce green skyrim playthrough yes this is fun so it started with a 24-hour stream where uh, he was playing skyrim for the first time um skyrim is uh you know a game that's been around for a long time and sort of famously comes out on every goddamn console. Uh, and he just had not played because he'd never been in a position where he had enough time to devote to a game like that, which, uh, you know, is a real time suck. I, when did it, when did I play it? PlayStation 3, I assume it would have been? Yeah, Jesus Christ. I got my platinum trophy, regardless if it was three or four, I can't actually remember. Um, yeah, I, I platinumed it. Uh, so, you know, just to give an example of how much I've played that. And then, you know, every couple of years I feel like I, I dusted it off. You know what? This gave me a fun idea, though. And I feel like one day I'll do this. Uh, it'd have to be in the right sort of situation work-wise, uh, uh, life-wise to do so, where I will do a playthrough... Uh, and sort of RP from the perspective of someone who is, like, obsessed with books, hey, okay? Because I kind of am. Um, so, uh, sort of a, a wandering librarian type, almost, or a wandering scribe. And... Uh, searching the world of Skyrim for books. Now, you know, I'd do main storyline, I'd find out I'm the Dragonborn, I'd, you know, join the Thieves' Guild, the Mages' Guild, whatever, stuff like that, but the, uh, I wouldn't really, I'd, I'd rp like how I wouldn't really care about that. Like, uh, I don't really give a shit as long as it gives me access to more and different books. And then, Uh, this is sort of my long play chill relaxing idea revolved revolved on this because just because I find myself drawn to these sorts of videos lately so I feel like uh, because they are seemingly popular I'm probably not the only one uh, every time I find a new book I would uh, either take it to my home if I had a home at the time or find a nice spot to sort of uh, nice quiet spot somewhere to sit down and read it and actually read it aloud uh, and try to work my th- way through all you know. Uh, I forget how many. It's like 170 to. Uh, I don't know if the top of. You know what? Let me Google it. Hey, w- we can do some live googling if we want. How many books are in Skyrim? I know I have them all downloaded somewhere. Uh, 820 pieces of literature. Now you know it's not a full book by any means. You know most books are what a couple a uh, couple pages. It's like I wonder what the longest one is. Um, yeah. So that that would be the sort of uh, play style, the 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 long play style that I would do. So you know one day, one day. Uh, moving on to the last item, which is the last laugh. Oh, look at that! That actually was a not horrible segue. Uh, yeah, the last laugh is a comedy podcast. Speaking of comedy, uh, that it sort of uh, delves into the uh, the, the actual. Yeah, uh, you know, talking about the, I don't want to say technical aspect, because that's not necessarily accurate, but, you know, delving into comedy from a, a, a perspective of dissecting it. Yeah. Which, uh, I, I listen to a few podcasts like that, and even ones I don't, you get comedians together, and that will quite often happen, which uh, I like listening to, I like uh, uh, sort of thinking of comedy from that perspective. There is a potential, that I don't want to say that has the potential to ruin, quote unquote, comedy for you. Um uh, I think the quote should have been Around Ruin, not comedy. <laughs> uh it's early in the morning. It's five oh six AM Yep. Uh couldn't sleep. I got a lot to do today. I got that movie Marathon. I wanted to record this. I got other things to do, you know. You know. Uh, Anyways, this episode had on uh, Gary Goldman, who uh, I've uh, been a fan of for a little while now, uh, since I've I've sort of uh, been exposed to his comedy. Uh, He's had uh, like an interesting journey, uh, uh, psychologically, yeah, I suppose that's how you could say it, Uh, that has mirrored some of my own stuff, which I think is maybe why I uh, appreciate it. Like he was uh, 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 hospitalized for depression, as have I been. So, you know, a uh, uh, t- t- uh, sort of a well-respected comedy digging into that for uh, for comedy uh very much appeals to me. So, uh, uh listen to that episode if you want to hear about uh, his comedy, uh, you know, stylings and processes and such like that folks, we did it. We did it. Whatever this is. Okay, you know, 34 minutes longer than I thought it was going to be. Apparently, me talk long me talk long folks it's nice to be nice to the nice this is the end of the show a sincere thank you for listening time to plug some things and i do not mean but, you can like us on facebook you can follow jordan underscore maywood on twitter you can subscribe and comment on itunes lastly if you would like to contact the podcast you can email Jordan. at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine.